The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plane Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, October 6th, 2012. Well, day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 218. Grant, and I tell you what, after last week's football disappointment, I'm still feeling a little bit lost. Uh, feeling like you uh, may have misplaced something there, like your enthusiasm? Yes, everything I've been doing has been inhibited this week. Oh, well, you're not the only inhibited one, mate. Leading off with our first story, let's get straight into it. It's the big one, actually. Air Services, the uh, government-controlled corporation, the air traffic controllers and so on, managed to misplace a Virgin Australia 73 flying from Sydney to Brisbane on one of the uh, busiest air corridors in the world. Now, how on earth could that happen, of course? Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the way our airspace is structured here, basically all of Australia is controlled from two large en-route centres, one in Melbourne and one in Brisbane, and they use a uh, derivative of the Eurocat system. Now, uh, I'm no air traffic controller, Grant, but it seems a little bit odd to me that a uh, flight on such an advanced system could go missing, uh, even for a few minutes, but for half an hour. Those two uh, major installations, uh, they, they have all the control that look after the en-route facilities. Most of the major airports have their own approach departure controllers and so on, but uh, once you get out into the uh, airways, you're talking to someone either in Brisbane or in Melbourne, and it appears that uh, during one of the many handoffs from a controller to controller, one of the controllers managed to accidentally inhibit the track of the uh, Virgin 737 so that it now shows up on everyone's screens as if it's somebody else's problem. Uh, When you're controlling on the screens of the system, you're seeing a variety of aircraft and tracks, but the ones that are actually your responsibility are showing up in various colours, whereas the ones that other people are looking after appear black against the grey background. And because this track was inhibited, air services are saying it wasn't actually lost, it's just that no air traffic controller was dealing with it. So effectively you had a 737 in a a very busy air corridor for approximately half an hour from just north of Sydney to just south of Brisbane that no one really knew about. That's what it says here in this report by the ATSB that for 30 minutes the air traffic control system displayed the wrong colour and the wrong symbol. It also says here that it was displaying less information than usual. Now I wonder how it is that an air traffic controller would be allowed to inhibit it in this way particularly on this corridor. You know as we've discussed a number of times before this is one of the busiest uh, air corridors in the world. Well the word is that uh, it's a relatively junior inexperienced air traffic controller who managed to do it. So I'm not sure how the um, the TATS computer system actually allows that kind of inhibiting to be done. But yes, if you're not managing it, they show different symbols and reduced information so that it's not cluttering your screen and you're able to focus on what you're supposed to run. So everyone's doing their job. Someone makes that stuff up and an aircraft is, is going basically without anyone actively managing it until it gets to a point where they should have heard from air traffic control and they call up and go, hey, we're here. And apparently the air traffic controllers go, hang on, who the heck are you? As a side note to this story, something else that uh, at least internally is causing a little bit of controversy from what we read here. Now, everybody can make mistakes, we know this, but it appears that the controller in question was quote-unquote cancelled at the console by air services management and was basically allowed to continue on with his shift. Now, I would have thought he would have been stood down for at least uh, for a short period of time while an investigation was undertaken, surely they would have had somebody that could have uh, filled the breach while that was going on. The other rumour that's going around is that uh, they actually tried to suppress the information from getting out to be investigated. They tried to keep it in-house. Virgin Australia's Chief Operating Officer Sean Donoghue uh, released a statement uh, and said here that uh, the airline is taking this air traffic control breach very seriously. The flight crews are trained and experienced in dealing with all situations. They recognised the breach and advised air traffic control immediately. He 
stated the aircraft was at no time in proximity of other aircraft. Uh, the aircraft has onboard equipment to ensure that uh, the required separation is maintained at all times. Well, that is true, Grant, but of course you're uh, talking about operating up there in the flight levels and uh, there is an expectation from professional pilots that professional air traffic controllers will hold up their end of the bargain. That's right, mate. And uh, it, so- it sounds like a few things fell through the cracks after an error was made. There's been a lot of people talking about how this will uh, point out some major deficiencies in air services. Uh, they're, they're coming under the spotlight at the moment, whether that turns into a Qantas American Airlines kind of thing where every little problem gets suddenly made into a big thing by the media. I'm not sure, but there is an investigation underway and CAS is already doing some assessments of air services. It's an important operation and the rumours of understaffing and claims of uh, people with insufficient training, all these kind of things that are going on. Uh, I think it's about time that we have a, a a good inquiry and assessment and uh, maybe they need to change the way they work. Plan your flight, fly your plan with Oz Runways. Oz Runways turns any iPad or iPhone into a full-featured moving map GPS complete with all the official Australian aviation charts. Oz Runways makes the task of creating and submitting a flight plan a breeze and can be a great tool for improving situational awareness en route. Annual subscriptions start at only $74.99, so get your copy today. For your free one-month trial, search for Oz Runways EFB in the iTunes store or visit ozrunways.com. Oz Runways. Know where you're going. A couple of weeks ago, we did uh, mention that, uh, yes, the go-ahead was uh, happening for a number of Australia's uh, FA-18F Super Hornets to be converted to the EA-18G Growler spec, those aircraft going into service in about 2018. Well, the training starts now, and uh, the arrival this week at RAF Base Amberley up in Queensland of a number of uh, United States Navy Growlers to uh, begin the training role. Yeah, three uh, Growlers have arrived at uh, RAF Base Amberley uh, near Brisbane there, and they're going to be used to do some uh, strike training with other RAF aircraft and have some RAF air crews on board going through and starting to come up to speed with just what the Growler is going to be able to offer us. Yeah, these aircraft in fact have been based up at the Naval Air Facility Misawa in Japan and uh, in support of the US 7th Fleet. According to the article we're reading here, Grant, in uh, australianaviation.com.au that they're actually based in Washington State when they're not uh, in Japan. Well, now they're down here in Australia, so hopefully the guys are going to enjoy some uh, Aussie country scenery and a bit of Australian life. Stephen Smith is our Defence Minister and uh, never one to miss a photo opportunity these days had this to say on ABC News. But this is the first occasion that we've seen uh, US Navy growlers uh, come to Australia to start the training and the exercise and the exchange of uh, expertise required to uh, see Australia having a growler capability. The government decided some time ago, a number of years ago, to purchase uh, 24 uh, Super Hornets the decision made by one of my predecessors, uh, Brendan Nelson, uh, and that will see us with uh, uh, 24 Super Hornets, 12 wide up for Growler, but with the capacity to have uh, six Growlers in the air at any given time. Uh, Dr. Brendan Nelson, of course, the former Defence Minister, and I guess uh, in a bit of a shameless self-promotion, Grant, we actually spoke to uh, Dr. Nelson about that back at Avalon last year. If you head over to our website at Plain Crazy Down Under and click on the icon that says uh, Avalon 2011 coverage. Now, that's some very positive news, Grant, but uh, as we were recording uh, last week's Ausdesk, a uh, very sad story uh, was in the making with the loss of a classic aircraft and uh, worse than that, the uh, loss of all souls on board. Yeah, very sad time, mate, very sad. Uh, absolutely beautifully restored 
restored de Havilland Dragon that uh, was a v- very popular aircraft with the antiquers and restorers and uh, just generally the public as well. Absolutely beautiful twin engine, 1930s transport. Uh, was returning back to home base after a uh, an air show. They had been delayed by a day or two due to weather and uh, they were coming back in. It looks like they got caught in bad weather, got lost and uh, flew into the side of a hill. Yes, yes, tragic. The aircraft was being flown by the well-known aviation identity Des Porter and uh, they'd been at a uh, local air show there at Monto just outside of Brisbane and uh, yeah, very, very sad. Uh, a, a huge loss there. Mr Porter uh, was lost in the crash along with his wife and uh, I think four others on board. So uh, our sympathies go out to the families of uh, all involved there and uh, that's uh, grant a huge loss uh, to everyone uh, within the family but uh, also to the aviation community up there in Queensland. Indeed, our condolences go out to everyone involved and uh, uh, yeah, it's a shame to have lost the people and also to have lost such a unique aircraft. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Grant, uh, you're here in the studio this week and uh, going through this new studio gear that just sounds fantastic. Oh, isn't it great, mate? You can actually make my voice sound almost intelligent. You try and do a Rob Mark impression. Are you ready? Hey, this is Rob Mark from Jetwine.com. That sounds sensational, but when I put this fantastic gear in, look how it sounds. Hey, this is Rob Mark from Jetwine.com. Indistinguishable from the real thing, mate. Oh, God, that's amazing. What other filters have you got? Yeah, I don't know. I'm working on a John Wayne one. I thought I'd make myself sound, you know, a bit more well-known. Well, let me tell you, partner. That's not working too well, mate. I might have to uh, tweak that one a little in the intervening week. Well, it was worth a try, huh? God, somebody get him out of here. Help, until next week, I'm Steve Fisher, and that's, I'm not sure who. Well, I'm really Grant McCarran, huh? You I shouldn't have fed him that coffee. Southern Skies. Online Media.